All right, Mike, did you uh, square away your light-up keyboard? How much was that keyboard? Was that there when you bought it? You were there when I bought it. I don't remember how much it was. Is it normally an expensive keyboard? It was like an expensive keyboard that I bought discounted, but it was still, by some metric, I would I would personally say expensive. Like, it might have been a $70 keyboard that I bought for 50 or something around that. Now, that because I don't know anything about computers, when when the you buy a mechanical keyboard, what makes a mechanical keyboard better than, I guess, a non-mechanically described keyboard? You don't have to sharpen it. You just push the button at the end. Yep. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, I, I personally don't know myself. I know that there's, like, there are benefits, I think, just in terms of, like, even if you don't even care about the, the tactile feel of pressing a keyboard like that, um, just, like, I don't know, the way it actually functions mechanically. I couldn't think of a better word to describe it, but, like, hmm. the button itself, the way it's designed, and, you know, you push it down. And it sounds push. like a typewriter. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like you're inside a typewriter. That's the most important part. It only sounds like it's inside, you're inside a typewriter for you guys because does, you are inside typewriters. Does it? Do they make mechanical keyboards that don't make noise? Is that a thing? Is that like a luxury feature you can get? Um, I, think, there are, I think you have to... I think it's an add-on to have the typewriter sound. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel it's like, a, it's like a motorcycle. Like You want the mechanical oh, portion. Okay. There, there are... Like the sound there, comes with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like putting so that, a it's like putting a baseball card in your bicycle. In your spokes, books, yeah. There you it, go. Well, except Mike, it's a baseball card that lights up and <laughs> uh, I don't know. Does like does like smoke come out of it too? Oh, I like didn't even turn off, when I took that picture. I forgot. I I I uh I put a strip of light underneath my my uh desk so it also lights up. So when are you gonna start streaming during the quarantine, Mike? Like you're you're pretty much there. I tried like, doing it Tuesday. Did you tell anybody? No. Did you stream on anything? Yeah, I was on Twitch for like 15 minutes. I was trying to play Ninjala, and I couldn't get into a game. But like I streamed that for like 15 minutes before I got tired and went to sleep. Why didn't you tell anybody? Because it was funnier that way. Did anyone show up for 15 minutes? I think at some point I saw that it said that there was one person in the stream, but like I was looking at it on my phone and I didn't really care enough to like investigate it. It was just an automated bot. It probably was. Yeah. They are rampant. I wasn't doing it for views. I was doing it to see if I could pull it off. I didn't yeah. do, I didn't I turn my camera on or anything. I just yeah. wanted to see if I could stream the content. Yeah. I mean, I would you. imagine your computer could handle it. Yeah, but I had to do like a whole different setup because I brought my switch down and plugged it into another monitor, and then I actually had it hardwired in. It's a whole thing. Interesting. That's a talk for a non-Star Wars we're, episode. We're, we're, we're going to work on that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in gaming and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. This being a very special episode because in addition to just being a bonus episode for the week, we're going to talk specifically about Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back for the 40th anniversary. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely, I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore, 
uh, evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Lazier. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Um, I'm pretty sure I just watched my cat pee on the floor again, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> well, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel like I had more paper towels. All right, Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us this evening is the Disney daddy, Dominic Forty. Dom, how are you doing tonight? I am here. It's true. He is here. And also... Enjoy, enjoying enjoying the holiday. May is the it 4th. a holiday? Yeah, May the 4th. Oh, May the 4th. Celebrating early. Well, I mean... Brendan, come I mean, on. I'm, you... I'm living in the day of the, of the, uh, of the upload. Yeah, you, oh. you ruined the... You ruined the... The fourth ruined the, illusion. Uh, yeah, you, you just broke the fourth wall. The May 4th wall? Yeah, very nice. And rounding us out this evening... A special guest, a friend of the show, the self-proclaimed Star Wars super nerd, Jay Lanou. Jay, how are you doing tonight? I am fantastic. Happy to be aboard. Now, to let the listeners get a lay of the land when it comes to Jay, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Ooh, favorite is definitely Rogue One right now. Ooh, okay. Like, yeah. of, of all the films, Rogue One? Yeah, of all the films. I think more and more, the more I watch it, the more I really like it as a whole, like, on its own and as it fills in some sort of the saga. Okay. I, I, I mean, I enjoy that movie a lot. I know some people had hang-ups with, in particular, the use of Leia at the end. I yeah. thought the CGI was fine. I don't know if you had an issue with that. No, actually, I if anything, I would say um, I had more of an issue with um, with Tarkin CGI. Yep. Yeah, it, it, at first it wasn't that bad, and it almost like for a second I had to think, like, wait a minute, did that actor pass away? And I was like, wow, that's pretty. Yeah, good he is, he is dead. Yep. Yeah. As it went on, though, because when you realize it, you start to watch it a little more closely. You, you can definitely pick it up. That's why I think what they did with Leia was perfect. It yeah. Was just a quick shot, a sentence, a word, really. And that's it. That's all you needed. Yeah. That's the tough part with Tarkin is because he's in multiple scenes, if I remember correctly. Yes, he is. He's vital to the Death Star. Yeah, exactly. so he has a, a decent amount of screen time. So, I mean, it, it is what it is, I guess. It's, uh, yeah, it's tough to tell the story of the Death Star without involving Tarkin. And it's yeah. tough to involve Tarkin without having the actor, I guess. Although yeah. they did it with... They did it in Rogue One with uh, with Mon Mothma, right? I believe so as well, yeah. Yeah. And but she wasn't in it as much. They just was recast she? her. Uh, not not as much as Tarkin, but, I mean, they just recast her, which is... Yeah. See, that, that, like, not that it's the same thing, but that's kind of... Uh, what, what did you guys think of Solo, before I say anything? So I, I feel bad for Solo because I feel like it gets lumped in with The Last Jedi. So it it falls into this. I, I like the movie. I didn't think it was a terrible movie. I actually, once it gets to the end, it actually makes you want like a sequel. But because the way everything went down, we never got a sequel. They kind of just squashed the whole thing. They're like, listen, <laughs> the backlash was bad enough. Let's not continue down this road. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's the best movie. But I thought it was interesting to see, like, they, they touched on things that you had heard. And I think that that's always nice to see in these movies is, like, you know, when they, they give you a little snippet of what you remember. Like, when something shows up and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's in this movie, you know? Yeah. 
See, for me, like I, I watch it, I think twice, maybe three times. I watch it twice for sure. Uh, and I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was like a fun time. Like it was a good, like it was just a, a fun time. Like I wasn't like, you know, super invested in like, you know, is it a good plot? Like all these things. I just thought I enjoyed it. I like, you know, I like star Wars. So I liked being in that universe again. Um, I thought for the most part, a lot of it was, you know, a lot of the acting and stuff was really good. But for me, what like killed the movie for me at points was the actor. I forget his name that played Han Solo was not bad, but he doesn't to me look like Harrison Ford. So the whole time I'm like, I just why are we just make this movie about someone else and don't call it Harrison. Like, don't call it Solo. I don't know. Like that one piece. I feel like if they did the same movie. Obviously, the story would be a little bit different, but if they did the same movie and it wasn't about Han Solo, I think it would have probably done better. Yeah, I mean, I feel, you know, at first it was kind of hard to buy the actor as Han Solo, and I think that's because Harrison Ford's so iconic. Oh, yeah. Once you get to a certain part of the movie, if you keep watching, it's funny, I I did this throughout the movie, and I just kept saying, he doesn't, I don't buy it, I don't buy it. And then at some point I did. It was like, whether it was a facial expression or it was something along those lines that made me go, okay. I, I feel, right, I feel like right. I feel like throughout the movie he slowly evolved into the Han Solo that we know, and I and I and I wonder if it was on purpose that like yeah. we watched him go from, like you said, like this kid that's obviously not Harrison Ford, and he slowly evolved into Han Solo. Yeah. So almost and- like like we're we're not going to be able to give you Harrison Ford. But by the end of the movie, they were giving us Han Solo, if that yeah. makes sense. No, I, I, I'm on board with that. And like I said, like I, I think he did a really good job acting. It was like very clear that him and, and uh, Donald Glover like spent time like trying to be those two characters, um, yeah. like trying to like become that actual character. And I think they both did a really good job acting wise. Um, but. It, for me, it was like simply just his face. It does not look like Harrison Ford. It was pissing me off. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, um, well, I'm actually, glad they didn't try to do something like Indiana Jones, like show him where he got the scar, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what I was just gonna say. Is at least it wasn't any number of the young Indiana Joneses. <laughs> that is that is true. Aren't they still making another Indiana Jones at some point? Oh, uh, yes. I believe they are. Yeah. Is Harrison Ford supposed to be in it in any yes. way? Time, is. time. The clock is ticking on that one. Yeah, I know. Every time I see him in something, I'm just, I'm like, wow, is this going to be the last time I see him? Because he's getting up there. Yeah. Is is Shia LaBeouf still supposed to be in? No, no. I think they gave up on that. Yeah. It's just too bad because. It was a good idea. Yeah, it it was was, a good idea. It was a good idea. How many did they do with him? Two? I don't even remember. They did the Crystal Skull. Just Crystal Skull? I don't even remember if it was a good movie or not. I that, no, that, that was that not was a long time ago. <laughs> it was not. It, it was, was not. It wasn't. It was a movie. It was. It was about as believable as a Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, don't be coming on here. Those Mike's gonna come at you. Those are fighting words with Mike. Mike's coming yeah. at you right now. Hey, hey listen, listen, I'm not. I'm not here to defend Fast and Furious right now. We're here to talk about whatever else. Listen, uh-huh. I have Mike. I've seen every one of those movies, and I will continue to see them. I love the fact that, that, like, you know, I love to watch stuff like sci-fi or whatever. And, you know, we all like to, like, say, is this, you know, because this even possible, like, the way they explain it. 
I like the Fast and Furious doesn't even try to explain it. Stuff just happens. It's not supposed to happen. Physics is not a part of the movie at all, and it's just great. See, Jay gets it. So yeah, Jay hold gets on. it. Hold on. The real question here is, and this is what this whole episode is actually going to be about, is which Han is better? Brian's oh, trying to make a Fast and the Furious thing happen, I think. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's by far Harrison Ford. I mean, you know, watching him in Empire, uh, the scenes were just where he's so cavalier. It's just, it's perfect. It's, it is the epitome of a swashbuckler in space. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, purposely, dis- perp- Jesus, perfectly describes Harrison Ford and Empire. Um, there's a lot of progression in empire that rewatching it today but we'll get to empire a little bit later mm-hmm. uh so so jay dropped the bomb he said row one his favorite star wars film uh i don't know where you two stand on this dom mike for your um, personal favorite star wars flick i would probably say either rogue one or force awakens maybe i okay. feel like rogue run for sure force awakens um, might be a contender for me. Okay. I Dominic. believe I've. I believe I'm on the record as saying that Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars film. You may be. Probably. Tape. Probably Return behind it. Okay. R- Return's another one I feel like people don't love. Like I it's feel like the, m- it's it's the Ewoks. Yeah. Dossie. That was out of the original trilogy. That's my favorite of the three. Return. Yep. See, I think I the think Ewoks I, turned a lot of people off. I think I also like Return more than Empire. I don't. I don't dislike Empire, but no, no, I, I don't necessarily. It's a necessary story. Yeah. <laughs> to to for myself, same questions were all kind of out there in the open don't know what my number one would be it would probably be last and this jedi. is gonna this is yeah, yeah we already, we already know gonna, that yeah it's pro- it it might be the last jedi it is my top three would probably be last in last jedi empire and in return but uh, last jedi might might be my favorite i don't know it takes dude a lot of loves, risks dude loves him some ryan johnson he does <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't Long live uh, Ryan. A lot, a lot. Something to watch the knives out. Uh, listen, Dom. You and I have had discussions about why we watch Star Wars and receive different things, and I think part of that is why I'm happy you and Jay are both here. Is I don't know where really where Mike is on this. Mike's probably a little bit more than me, but maybe not much more. Uh, as far as like canon Star Wars media consumed. You and Jay read a lot of books, graphic novels, ingest other things that are considered canon, and I'm sure things that aren't canon too. Uh, so you have a lot more to. There's a lot more pressure on the movies to satisfy the two of you, I would imagine, because you know so much more than someone like me who mostly just sticks to the the main films, and you know that's where my love for Star Wars exists. I, I can understand why you would say that, but I think that I, we, I don't know that I said it on the podcast, but I know that I told you recently I had finished reading the uh, novelization of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yes. That, yeah, I think we talked finishing, about it after the podcast. 
Yeah, so finishing the book actually probably made me enjoy the film more. Oh, it, it, okay. It gave me some of the background information and some of the stuff that was missing from the movie is in the book. So, I mean, I can understand why you would say that there's more pressure on the movies because of the books. But at the same time, like if the movie is done well enough, then the book can fill in the rest. Yeah, no, I I get that, too. I'll, I'll say this before we start getting into more discussions about the films. I think that, for my opinion like the most recent trilogy i like those films i like all three i enjoyed all three of them. i think the last Jedi is probably my favorite of the three um i like the new characters that they've introduced into this into the fold here um but i don't know if they're like i think i would consider the original trilogy like very important movies side of genre and you know nerddom or whatever i think i would consider those three movies very important movies for a lot of reasons i don't know if i would put that label on the current trilogy and that's okay but i think that that's another thing that's hard to separate from digesting these films on a like a critical level is that i think that the original trilogy i would argue masterpiece level of a film no I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, following, I don't know your, I'm following your thinking. I, I think it's, and it's I kind of tough. And, I mean, once you once you have such a hit, uh, even even that's I think that's what makes the trilogy so interesting is that you know the first movie was received so well that they were and when they came back the next two movies were just as important you know and a lot of times people you know they, you'll look at the first movie and they say you say oh it's so hard to recapture that essence and they were able to do that for two more movies that's pretty amazing i mean you don't see that very often so the fact that these this skywalker saga is nine movies and a couple of uh you know anthologies it's it's going to be tough there's going to be a, i feel like everybody's going to have an egg somewhere they feel like you know personally like they feel like ah, that movie doesn't do it you know? yeah no absolutely um but i think what separates the original trilogy from the other six films is that I think the original trilogy as a whole is, I think, would stand stand up as people would look at that as this is an important piece of film, an important piece of art. These yeah. are movies that stand the test of time. Where I don't know if people will still look at the other six with that same gaze, you know, down the line. God, Which I is really still, again, they, it's okay. I really hope they don't do that with the with with the prequels because uh, this <laughs> man, I. I bought the box set recently and I was like, I'm going to start from the beginning. And I was like, really, I told Dom the story. I, I turned on, put on Phantom Menace. The wife went to bed. Cats are quiet. I got the TV on 4k. It's on loud, you know, and it hits you. Boom. In comes the crawl. And I got like this. Wow. I felt excited for a second. Like I remember when I first saw this and it was like new Star Wars. I couldn't even grasp it. And I was excited, and I stopped watching the movie, and I'm like, yeah, all right. And and then it starts going downhill fast. You know, the you, you get the, the Jar Jar Binks inclusion, and and then there's, like I said, the Dom, there's the, there's the scene where he's swimming, and they look like they're all Muppets. And I, it just goes downhill for me really quick. When it comes to that, that, and then I feel like it's just, you know, after that, I, I you know, 
quietly, Attack of the Clones is kind of one of my secret favorite uh, because I get to see Yoda fight. But it, out of the trilogy, like that, that was like the first taste you got, and I was like, man, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, I I have prior to Rise of Skywalker coming out. And I think Mike also attempted the same thing. I, I don't know if you did or not, Dom. But we were trying to watch all the movies again. And I started to watch Phantom Menace. And I was just like, yeah, nope, not, can't, not happening. Just not going to watch these three movies. I just don't care. Yeah, about 45 minutes in, I was already playing games on my phone. I was, in, I was absolutely enthralled in the first minute and a half. And then 45 minutes in, I'm, I'm playing Galaxy of Heroes. Like, How are you telling me that a trade dispute did not keep your attention? <laughs> well, it wasn't a trade dispute that, that was that they then went and had a very long uh, Senate session discussing what was going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even that's kind of stuff I can take. It's the over the top, like yeah, the the species, like the, the the fact that what they did with the Gungans, like their speech is just awful. Wait, and, and I then, forgot to and ask. And then they go even further with with uh, 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 what are they called? The uh, Nuke Gunray and his whole oh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I mean, stereotypical uh, yeah, super stereotypical and like it's just Nemoidians. Like yeah, I, like I I knew Dom was asleep, and I still had to text him. Like this is over the top, like so over the top. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah. Like I you know, there's almost no excuse for it. I yeah, forgot to I... ask, what are midichlorians? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Some of the some of the some of the pushes in the story, some of the things that drive the story forward are maddening. Like, why does that have to be like you gotta find a better way to do that? You just have to. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he had to say that. Yeah. Prequels, they just the only thing they're good for are the memes. Other than that. I think they we all the have, lightsaber the lightsaber battles. Yes, I was yeah. gonna say they all have their moments. Like there are two. I think each movie has really great lightsaber battles. I mean, up until recently, I would I would I would definitely say that uh, Duel of the Fates is by far the best battle. Um, followed then by uh, uh, the one in, uh, in Revenge at the end where you get Obi Wan and, and Anakin and, for the first time. And then, you know, Revenge I, over here. I, He's you know, or I'm a huge fan time. of watching Dooku and, and Yoda go at it just because it's the first time you get to see Yoda fight. That's about it, you know. Yeah. See, I, I need to rewatch the Yoda fight because I feel like in my brain, I just remember the Yoda fight as CGI that didn't age well. I need to rewatch yeah. it. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely. It, it still didn't unage well. Yeah, I think the problem with that scene, it's not so much Yoda. I mean, because you accept him as a CGI character. It's the shots. Um that show dooku and it's obviously not him like and it almost looks like they tried to blur out his face so that you, you couldn't tell it was him you know yeah and in the age of 4k I, you, it just doesn't hold up christopher yeah. lee was down for a lot of things but when they told him all right stand here and pretend that you're fighting a two foot tall muppet uh the the uh the only thing i that is so bad about the original trilogy, like really bad, like dated CGI effects, all that stuff. I don't care. Like it's a product of its time. I'm fine with it. But the lightsaber fights in the original trilogy are so fucking bad. Like yeah. the worst choreography on the planet. Like the, 
watching Empire again, I was just like, can they just like do new versions of these scenes? Because these scenes are cool and they have cool set pieces. I'd like to see this as a cool lightsaber fight because it's not a cool lightsaber fight. Yeah, like I, I don't know if you've seen the uh, there was uh, something that was quite popular for a while uh, that was going around. It was uh, the it was a uh, they redid somebody did, had redone the fight scene with Vader and Obi Wan. Yeah, it was I will. I will send you the link and you can put it up on our uh, Twitter, Brendan. Okay. It's it's actually really good. Yeah, I'll check it out. I mean, I like when when the current trilogy was still filming and like once in a while you'd get like videos online of like ray or whoever training with the trainer on like with lightsaber stuff i'm like all this stuff is really fucking cool because it's like people actually doing cool things and i guess you know the prequels had some good lightsaber fights i'm not gonna take that away from the prequels uh i don't think they're the best but we're all so speaking so speaking about the prequels and lightsaber battles (laughs) i know you're going (laughs) so clone wars is in its seventh season on disney plus right now okay I, I feel like by now it's not a spoiler to say that Maul and Ahsoka have a huge lightsaber battle in one of the more recent episodes. If you watch the choreography video of Ray Park doing, so they they mo-capped Ray Park doing the Darth Maul Darth battle, Maul. it is insanity that this dude he he just looks like it's he looks like it's CGI. The, the some of the stuff that he does is insane. Yeah, Wait, so for for Clone Wars, he he did the mocap for the animation on Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, they specifically did for that battle for this for this battle. They knew it was going to be really important, and they didn't want it to look. I don't want to say that the Clone Wars fights look fake, but they 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 move so much faster, and they they don't really hold up to physics, which is fine. Yeah, they're cartoons. They're cartoons. Yeah, but this they they. They were like, this is really important, and this is something we really want to be told correctly. Let's get Ray in, and let's do it the right way. And so okay. they they mocap both of them, and it is just it is a phenomenal scene. So so two things then. One being, let's step away from the movies for a while and talk about other stuff. Since yep. myself and I'm assuming like, do you not do you not uh. You don't ingest a lot of non-movie Star Wars stuff, correct, Mike? Uh, yeah, I've been meaning to. I haven't watched non-movie Star Wars stuff since the the Gendy Clone Wars cartoon. No, did you not watch Mandalorian? Oh yeah, I guess I watched Mandalorian. Yeah, and yes, I also watched Mandalorian, but other than that, I have not really. Well, Mandalorian will come back up pretty quickly as we talk about Clone Wars. So exactly. Um, so before we dive into Clone Wars, like the two Dom and, and Jay. Is Clone Wars like essential? Is that the first thing I should be watching outside of the movies? Or I, I would say yes, because so what Disney has done a really good job of doing is while they're finishing the Skywalker saga, what they've done with all the um, with all the books and comic books and all the other media is they've built this thing in the background. So while the while the Skywalker saga is going on, there are other things going on in the galaxy. I mean, the galaxy is a big place. So they're able to start to build the story in the background. And I think Clone Wars is sort of, um, you know, while it tells, I would say a lot of it tells what happens in the movies or uh, relates to the movies. Um, they really, is, I, I think it, it's, it's sort of tied in with Solo and Mandalorian. And there's this 
there's this other wave of things that are happening in the background. And I think Clone Wars is sort of the jump off point for that. I think that's how they get people to sort of uh, bridge the gap into this different genre. Because I really feel like Mandalorian people expect that Boba Fett's going to show up at some point and it's going to tie into, you know, like something of the Skywalker saga. And I really think that it's it's actually a vehicle to get you away from that. Which I'm I'm very excited for. I'm like as someone who is like, again, more on the film side of things. Like, mm-hmm. I love the Skywalker saga. I love these characters, but I am so ready to see a big movie not about those people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I, you know, my, for me, uh, Star Wars as a kid wasn't a huge draw. It was because my family, like, you know, cousins and such, they were so into it. And I would watch it and I liked it, but I was more of a, you know, early 80s kid, G.I. Joe, Transformers, that kind of thing. And so it wasn't until later um, that I acquired my thirst for Star Wars, and it actually came from a book that wasn't about the movie. It was hmm. the first. It was the, the the first Thrawn trilogy outside of uh, the outside of. It was like outside of the movies, and it was like it blew my mind, and it made me go back and watch them again, and like kind of just it, that's when it all kicked off. So for me, I, I started the old canon before Disney, and I was hugely into uh the the books and all the other media um so for me when this came about when they when disney you know bought the property um you know i i was really skeptical i mean they they said all right listen we're throwing everything you know out and we're going to restart this whole this whole thing from jump we're going to give you the, the 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 original movies and then that's it and i was really kind of like skeptical like i said and I'll say that they have they've really done a great job paying homage to that original what they call legends now that original canon that's no longer canon and you know you can you the the, the, the there are tentacles all through this thing that uh, you know you, you, can, you can look at it and go oh you know what that story's from you know or all like I, you know the thing with uh, Ray and Kylo um, you know their relationship it, it's very much like uh, Jason and Jaina from the other, from the Legends canon, which would be Han Solo's kids. So that's why it's like, it's really cool to see how the dynamic plays because that's not what they are in this, but it's funny because it's, it's still there. And I think they paid great homage to that. So to get back at it, like, yeah, I think that, um, you know, after reading some 60 plus novels and I can't tell you how many comic books and, you know, I feel like now we're actually getting to the point where some of that material um it has leaked in a little bit into what's coming up and it's exciting to see what's going to be next because like you said it's not these characters yeah um i I, it it feels like to me and i this is just me saying shit i don't know if this is actually what's going on but it kind of feels like star wars and marvel have like done the same thing but opposite where marvel's like building this whole thing with the MCU, you know, over, you know, 10 plus years of making these movies. And now they're like trying to force, all right, we're going to give you all this Disney plus content. And granted there's comics and other stuff that ties into the movies and stuff as well. But I feel like star Wars, like you've been saying, just listening to you talk about it has been building up all of this other stuff on these other shows, comics, books, all these things to then eventually bring everything into the fold to the mainstream. Is that, 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the way. I, yeah, I think that's the way I view it. And um, it's it was kind of frustrating uh, going into um, like I'll, I'll be the first one to say I I wasn't thrilled with Rise of Skywalker the first time I saw it only because I had read so much and I was expecting that transition to somewhat take place in that movie and they mm-hmm. didn't. So at first I was kind of like, oh man, you know, I was looking for that. And then when I went back and watched it again, I was like, you know, now I feel like they actually paid a better tribute to the original saga by telling it that way and not bringing what's going to come next into that, into that movie. But yeah. Books, like I know me and Dom were like pulling our hair out because we read the books and getting so excited and then it didn't come out. And I, at first it was really frustrating, but then I thought about it and I was like, well, there's still more to come. It's just not going to involve these characters. So, yeah, it's actually been really interesting to see where a lot of these stories lead. Now, as someone, again, on the fringe, more just the movies, do you think that these characters like Ray, Finn, etc., are done from the movies at this point? I would imagine that this, the future installments of a mainline saga is not going to be about these characters. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I, I think what they're interested in at this point is either telling what parallels the Skywalker saga, which would be way before these characters are even born, or even further back, uh, even be, like, so they call it the Old Republic. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumors about them going forward with that, uh, with that material and that timeline. Um, it's kind of weird because they they usually shy away from any of that uh, old canon, um, putting it into anything unless they're really going to involve themselves in it. And we see that it comes up here and there, like um, in the game uh, Galaxy of Heroes, um, they they put uh, characters from the Old Republic. They just did like a year long. Uh, stretch where they they made those characters really important and so it's kind of funny it's like well are, are they going to go back to that because that that was the those characters were what they call legends and so are they bringing them into canon or is this just for the game are they, what are they doing with that material is kind of the question so they uh, have a lot of avenues in which to go as far as timeline wise the recent announcement, the Project Luminous announcement was the was they're calling it the High Republic, correct? Right, correct, yeah. So I imagine that it will probably draw like like we were like you were just saying it, it'll probably draw like similarities to the old Republic story without having to necessarily give us Revan or Malik, the, like yeah. Mal yeah exactly interesting uh, where do you stand Dom as far as like additional media that's you think like noteworthy that you know, people like me who want to venture outside of the main movies and take something else in. Is it Clone Wars for you or something else you want to add? Um, so I would I, I would say that Clone Wars is a great start. Um, it gives like like uh, like Solo, it gives you a lot of background information about characters that you already know, while also introducing you and giving you background information on characters that were kind of like throw-ins. So, like, all of the Jedi from Attack of the Clones, you didn't really get any information on them in the movie. But in the show, they all have unique personalities. All the clones have unique personalities. So you, like, get to meet all these characters. And there's a lot of, like, 
there's characters that you fall in love with. Ahsoka Tano might be one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. And if you don't watch Clone Wars or you don't watch Rebels or you don't read any of the books, you wouldn't know that she even exists. Is and she is coming to Mandalorian season two? Is that the rumor yes. is the or I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but Rosario Dawson will be playing her in season two. So I guess timeline wise, does that make sense? Because do we know? Well, I guess we do know where Mandalorian takes place because it takes place after the fall of the Empire, right? It takes, yeah, place, it takes place five years after yeah. the um, yeah, the second Death Star. So would that make sense for Ahsoka's timeline, or we don't know Ahsoka's full story because it's still ongoing? Or yeah, correct, it's not, we it don't is know still ongoing. I think um, I think what's interesting is that um, she, we talked about this recently, Dom and I, that. Um, her story, it's interesting that it, it ties so much together. And I, somebody uh, wrote this recently, and it, that she is the, she's almost the hero that carries on Anakin's, like, I, I guess, a, like, light side, like, heroic personality. Like, she is the, the light side bearer of Anakin until his kids come of age. So it's really interesting that she exists throughout this entire time frame. Like, she's in Clone Wars, major character. It's pretty much about her um, being Anakin's Padawan. And then she shows up again in Rebels. And it's just, it, she's been through a transformation. And you don't, really don't know what it is that's, that's changed her. I mean, it could it just be that she got older. She got more mature. I don't know. And then, you know, then they start saying, well, you, you start questioning, well, how long did she live? What happened to her? Because she survives Order 66, so where does she go? And then she's going to now pop up in The Mandalorian, which, you know, it, it, that tells you that she's still alive. And not o- Yeah, not only did she survive Order 66, she survived the Empire. Empire, right. So. Hmm. And, and that... Just and touching that... real quick, just touching real quick on Rebels, um, that, that might be my favorite... Uh, media of uh, it, it's a close it's a close toss up between that and the original Tron trilogy as like my favorite stories of all. Rebels to me is one of the most amazing stories that they've told, and when it 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 ends on a cliffhanger which leaves which leaves Ahsoka's fate up in up in the air, and you don't know what happens until they just announced what happens uh, or that she's going to be included in the Mandalorian. So that that was huge. Are these, these are both on Disney Plus, right? Correct. Yes. Rebels takes place after Clone Wars. Rebels takes place. Yes, correct. It Rebels takes place right before the events of the original trilogy. There's so much shit I have to watch. Yeah. One of the one of the ships that is in uh, the main ship that's in Rebels. Uh, it's called the Ghost. It actually shows up in. Um, Rogue One it shows up and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it's also is it only? Yeah, it's only in Rise. I was like, wait a minute, is it something else? But no, it is. It's only in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I don't. So does that confirm anything, or is that just like a a nod? uh, We know that the the pilot of the Ghost, Hera, who is one of the main characters of Rebels, we know that she is part of the rebellion 
throughout the rebellion. She, we know that she lives through Endor. We know that she is. I mean, now we know that she survives at least to the events of Last Jedi: Rise of Skywalker. So, hmm. uh, so you were you were gonna say another media i believed um before we went off on a ahsoka oh i was going to i was going to say if you're so yeah so again clone wars gives you a lot of background and stories i mentioned ahsoka who like we said is a character like chewbacca like r2 and c3po is there from the beginning to the end of it all i mean she wasn't there in episode one but that brings her through the rest of it. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, oh, well, you also, I mean, for Boba Fett fans, Boba Fett also, you get his, more of his background story in Clone Wars. Um, Which I never under, I mean, I, I did, I do understand it, but like Boba Fett has this cult following in these movies came out, but he has like very minor roles in the actual movie. Yeah, but he is kind it's he like is kind he looks of a, cool, so yeah. everybody was like awesome. <laughs> yeah, he looks amazing. Like I, I, I mean, had, he has I one of many... he has he has one of the worst deaths in Star Wars. Yes, yeah. or is it, death, it, quote unquote. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it confirmed in an outside movie media that he actually dies in the Sarlacc pit? So it's so weird because yeah, so fans, fans, even fans of the the legends before Disney bought it. Uh, they hated the story of how Boba Fett survives the Sarlacc pit, and so when Disney bought it, they were everybody would say, "Please don't let him come back. Like, just leave him dead because the story just wasn't great, and it was hard to believe." And so, what they did was they they touched on it in another book where they they kind of hint around like the fact that he does get out, but they never really tell you. Like, I think uh, Dom, don't they say his armor shows up somewhere? So, yes, there is someone walking around in Boba Fett's armor on Tatooine. Yes. But they never tell you whether it is him or whether it is not him. Interesting. Yeah. Which brings up another uh, set of books, which are fantastic. Um, the Aftermath Trilogy. Which takes place just at... It actually takes place in between the second Death Star and the time of the Mandalorian. Okay. Are these, and these are canon? Yes. These are all canon, correct. So if you're looking for a set of books to read, um, the, the Thrawn trilogy is a great trilogy. There is a canon trilogy now as well, um, yes. as well as the Heir to the Empire trilogy, which is Legends. Um, and the Aftermath trilogy, which tells the story of a group of people who don't really have a connection to anyone else except uh, you meet Snap in the um, Snap Wexley in the new movies. Mike is a big Snap Wexley fan. I think deep down we all are. Yes. Deep down we all <laughs> should be. Yep. Especially, especially once you meet his droid. Oh, yes. Yes, his droid is probably one of one of the best. Yeah, one of the best characters in Star Wars. Yeah, he is phenomenal. He's a he's a repurposed B one battle droid that's uh, essentially created to be a kid's bodyguard. 
but yeah. also he, his he's death just machine. a death machine. Yeah, and he's a death machine that has this crazy voice, and every time he does something, he loves to tell you about how he loves to perform violence. It's amazing. Interesting. I will say that the one thing that Star Wars in the movies, for the most part, gets right, I think, I would argue, are the droids. I think the droids are pretty good across the board. That is actually a piece of Solo that I am still waiting to come to fruition. Yes. That we were introduced to L3, who was an amazing character, and hints at this droid rebellion that we just didn't get an end to. Yeah, yeah. we never really yeah, we never really get it. We get it in a small portion. Um but and the the, the important thing is that L three doesn't truly die. She becomes the Falcon. And so she's still alive. Uh, you know, she's the Falcon. So it's interesting because every time R2 plugs in and talks to the Falcon, he's talking to L3. So it's very interesting how some of these things, you know, carry over from one movie to another or even one media to another. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Who Do you guys have favorite droids? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, other than the, I would say, you know, I think Mr. Bones is definitely uh, my favorite when it comes to droids. Uh, but Mr. Bones go, is snaps. Yeah, okay. if I had to go, if I had to go trilogy-wise, I mean, I think I've always been an R2 guy. I get down with that. I'm a big R2 fan. What about you, Mike? Where, where's your droid loyalty lay? Uh, didn't you ask me this before? Then you should know your answer. <laughs> I probably lied to you. So I that sounds to remember, correct. I have to remember what my lie was to be consistent. I mean, you could um, just... I don't think anyone's going to fact check it, so you're good. We can check the tape. Oh, shit, they can check the tape. Um, I know I liked... Um, what's his face from Rogue One? K- KRS. K2. K2, yes. K2, yep. And I know yep. I liked... Um, Dio in Rise of Skywalker. You just like Dio, him because he's JoJo. Dio is even better in the book, Mike. Yeah, I was gonna say Don told me that I haven't finished the book yet, and Don was like, "Yeah, you'll you'll find out that he because I did not like him in the movie, but then you know Don said, "Yeah, you'll if you read the book, finish the book, you'll you'll understand why he's a better character." He, I like I didn't. I just felt like he was underutilized in the movie. Like I I liked yes. his design. I liked what he oh, was he saying. Has, he has more. He ha- He definitely serves more of a role in the book. Yeah. And I mean, theoretically, and in the movie, he just it's not shown on, on tape. Yeah. Check the tape. Yeah. yeah. The tape. He he seemed almost like an addition on the Ewok side of things, where it was just like, Correct. hey, let's get a toy yeah. out there, which the sucks because I thought he was cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think the other problem with um with Rise of Skywalker for me was that it wasn't the movie per se. It was the fact that they cut too much of it. If they were going to do a three and a half hour movie, do a three and a half hour movie. If you think it's that, like it's that important that you don't want to cut it, don't cut it or, yeah, or make I it two movies. What they were really afraid of was they really, what they really tossed around doing for a while was splitting the last movie into two much like a Harry Potter or, you know, something like that so that they could, um, they could actually capture it without the movie being too long. Um, but I think it wouldn't have fit what they wanted to do, which was deliver a trilogy. So 
they they ended up cutting a lot out of the movie. And there are a lot of rumors that as things get released on DVD, they're actually talking about before the pandemic hit, they were talking about re-releasing in the theaters with a ton more footage. So, I mean, not when I say a ton, I mean like maybe like 18 to 20 minutes worth. And then they're also talking about somewhere down the line releasing like a full cut where it would almost be like three and a, three and a half hours long. I, I I have no problem with long movies. I'd be all down for that. Like, I would eat that up. Especially if it's a Disney Plus, like, original or Disney Plus exclusive or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's what they were talking about. You sit, on, you sit on your couch and you take a break if you need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to sit in a dark theater for four hours. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if that if that stuff exists, I'd, I would definitely enjoy taking a bite off of that. And Chopper you, is probably Chopper. Is yours. Probably I was just going to ask you. I was edit. waiting for you to go there. <laughs> I couldn't remember if you had, yeah. had mentioned a droid or not. I will. Without, it's it's with either have, him or Mr. Boom. So with have barely playing the game, I know that a lot of people uh, go to bat for the yep. little droid companion from uh, um, Fallen Order. Yes. Uh, uh, wow, I can't remember his name right now. I know his BD? name, too. That was my cat BD, on the mic. Yeah, it is BD. B- BD1, yep. Yeah. Um, but I can't co-sign that because I've barely played that game. Um, yeah, he's pretty dope. It's it's tough for me because like, <sighs> kind of has a uh, he kind of has a like tragic past, kind of. Um, like R two and C even three PO like he's like easy to make fun of, but three PO is also kind of the man, Anthony Daniels. Um, all the Star Wars, all mm-hmm. and all the Star Wars. But Everyone. I also really enjoy. BB-8. So it would probably be between BB-8 and R2 for me. But R2 is is great. I also neglected to mention what's-his-face from Mandalorian, whose name I also forget now. Oh, shit. Taika. Taika's droid, yes. Yeah. He is also great. Yeah, he is good. Um, fuck. Alright, the Mandalorian. I, IG, IG-11 pre or post uh, reboot? Why not both? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're I both. Suppose. They both got their their forms of charm. I did like the, you know, in his first appearance, he's like, "Yep, I was told to shoot this baby, so that's what I'm going to do." <laughs> he did have, uh, I think, one of the cooler fight scenes in the Mandalorian in that yeah. whatever second or third episode. Is it the second episode when they go to that outpost? I believe it is. Yeah, it's the second or third. Yeah, I believe it's the second. Yeah. Yeah. So when he starts spinning around and just laying people out, I'm like, all right, yeah. I fuck with this guy. Like, this guy is amazing. Um, yeah, I don't see C-3PO doing that shit. Yeah, I mean, for oh, me, that's, oh dear. That was one of, that's one of those, you know, where you see, you know that these, that type of droid is an assassin droid, and he's supposed to be deadly. But yet when you see him in Empire, he doesn't move. He's you know, standing there. He's just standing there. You know, there is no, there is no real action from him. Uh, so you, you just have to use your imagination until you see that. And then that's where it's like, yes, that's, that's the type of stuff that, that I want to see, you know, like, and I think that's what the prequels, that was what the prequels gave me was like, there were other Jedi with lightsabers and they were fighting. Oh my God, this is amazing. You know, like I remember when Obi-Wan and Anakin in Phantom Menace run away fast and everybody's like, okay. And I'm like, that's awesome. Why? <laughs> because I had to imagine it until this moment, you know. Like, yeah. So it's kind of cool that 
especially like where they they did a lot of that in the Mandalorian. You got to see things that you just wanted to see all the time. Um, Mike, by the way, I think to bring this back for one second, if you did ever say a favorite droid in the past, stop kidding yourself. It was fucking battle droids from the prequels. Like, come on now. I mean, Roger, 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 Roger. I mean, they're also they're also great. Yeah, that's definitely what you said, though. Who, I would who ha- programs I would... who programs that into a battle droid of all things? Who, who programs that kind of nonsense? Apparently, like... those really stereotypical Nemoidians. Yeah. <laughs> Is that legal? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but overall thoughts on the Mandalorian? I know we've talked about the Mandalorian in the past on the show, but I mean, I really enjoyed it, but coming from Dom and Jay's side of things with just more Star Wars system, where where is the Mandalorian all for you guys? Um, I, I think um, it, I, I mean, I, I think there were more than one, there was more than one moment where I nearly peed myself with joy. Um, so I, it, it was definitely everything that I wanted from a live action Star Wars uh, show. And I think that we benefited from having um, Dave Filoni, who uh, actually helmed um, Rebels and Clone Wars, who was this was his first live action um, piece, and you know he drove that story. And it is, whew, man, it's it's chock full of bits that like it gave you all kinds of stuff that you wanted, whether it was just throwbacks to other characters or um, getting to see things you didn't see or just the absolute shock value to like seeing the child or at the end, seeing the dark saber. Like those are things that, you know, those are iconic moments. Now, before, since you brought up Filoni and Favreau, do they, do you think that there's potential or would you even want there to be potential for either one of them or both of them to step over to the like mainline movies of star Wars or. Yeah, uh, I am. I am of the um, the hashtag in Dave we trust. Um, I believe he should be running everything that there is to do with movies, TV, um, that type of. I think he should be driving the story. He is. He was sort of under the tutelage of George Lucas for a while, and you know, at first you kind of think, okay, well, this guy is just kind of listening to George to get ideas. He gets it. I mean, he. He really does get it. He puts the magic back in the Star Wars universe, and it, but yet it's his own, you know. And I think that's what's really great. I would love to see him take over the helm and and be the guy that that kind of tells the story going forward. Even if he's even if he's just the guy behind the guy, even if he's yeah. just the one that is making the storyboard or making the timeline, or you know what I mean. So, so what you're like, saying is, have Filoni be the Feige and have Favreau make Iron Man one in Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that works. That works for me. Um, I think that it's 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 odd that you use John Favreau to as John Favreau in that well, analogy, I mean, he, but I mean, but, I, he, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, he kicks it off there. I mean, and he's here already in this one. So I mean, have at it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think like in Dave, we trust should be the name of the fucking episode. Uh, it's he, he's, he has 
it's it's clear from the stories that he tells in the cartoons and in the Mandalorian that he has an idea of where Star Wars should be going. So I feel like we should give him the keys to show us where that is. Do you think that's a possibility? Like you like you guys would probably know more about the inner inner workings of what's at hand here. Do you think that's an actual Yeah, I mean I had I had dinner with Kathleen last <laughs> week. Um <laughs> no, I don't I don't have a fucking inner workings. Well, I'm saying like you guys probably like the same way that I treat like digging into like video game news and stuff. I feel like you guys would probably be doing that more than I would on Star Wars in particular. I imagine that he is probably at the table when I would probably say after it seems like after Last Jedi, he was showing up in all of the pictures whenever Kathleen Kennedy showed up at any event. So I would. I would say he is probably sitting at the table at any meeting that has to do with Star Wars right now. Yeah, he was hyper present at the uh, the Star the last Star Wars celebration. I mean, it seemed like every panel Dave was attached to it somehow or another. Um, speaking of celebration, I don't know if you guys saw, but they posted today that as of right now, it's still not canceled. But yeah, yeah so... tell me about it. I I have my uh, I have my ticket and I'm holding on to it tight, but I don't have a lot of hope that it's going to happen. No, yeah. I mean, I would, I'd be shocked if it happened, but yeah, I think, I think it probably falls in the same uh, situation as what we talked about last time, Dom, which is like PAX West is in in the same time frame as is that, and it's not canceled yeah. yet, but it's probably more of a contractual thing that they have to wait until a certain point to cancel it. Probably, um, I do think it's interesting that I do think it's interesting the timing of the post where uh, California and Florida are starting their push to what, what are they calling it? Their, their phase, their phasing back of the state. Like phase reopening. Yeah. Phase reopening, I guess it, it is interesting that it seems to coincide with that. I think it's but also very we'll interesting. That those two States house Disney yes. Yes. Uh, or their amusement parks in general, not just Disney, but and that there's large tourism in both of those states. So if if those things can get off the ground, they give everybody else a roadmap as to how to maybe progress. Yeah, I don't know. I have it. It does. It does seem faith. very far fetched. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have like, zero I, faith in a convention existing. Yeah, I mean, Whoa. you guys have been to PAX. You guys have been to anime. I, I've been to these Star Wars ones, and they are wall to wall people. Yeah, there's no I mean, fucking. You are, way. you are. If you're not comfortable in crowds, you don't go to something like this. I mean, it is, it is an intense four days, five days of being just elbow to elbow with fans. Yeah, it's, and I mean, it's already easy enough to get just regular sick in those scenarios. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. with a with a a pandemic, I don't really think. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, no. I can see them doing a, a nice digital event. I, I would hope they would refund your ticket. I don't know what they would do in that scenario. Yeah, that's where they're going. That's the that was sort of the message that was emailed though. It was like, you know, well, you know, we're not quite to refunding tickets yet, but um, you know, we'll, we're we're kind of watching events as they happen and trying to forecast what we're gonna do. So yeah, my guess is that if it ends up going that route, which I think it will, unfortunately, get canceled the closer it gets i could imagine them doing as a way to try to keep your money like oh if you have a ticket we're going to do like a special 
like ticket holder only digital event. So you get to see things first or maybe some exclusive things, whereas yeah. you know everyone else has to wait. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was the way it went there. I mean, so that wouldn't be surprised. Because uh, I know like I know that that because like BlizzCon every year, you know, for people who don't go out to California to go to the event, you can buy a digital ticket and you get to watch all of the, you know, panels and all the tri- like get to see everything with the people that are there just from your house. So I would imagine they would probably try to do that. I just yeah. don't know if it would be worth the same in, in its weight as uh, to going. Yeah, the last couple of years at Celebration, they've they've had a system where, you know, if you're lucky enough to get into the live stage, great. But then they have, you know, two backup stages as well that you can watch the you're essentially in a room with all the fans, but the talent is simulcast. Yeah. So, you know, I personally, I wouldn't want to do that if I was going to wait all that time. I'd want to get in. But, you know. How many years have you because you've been going for a little bit now, no? Yeah, um, I my first one was Celebration three in, um, uh, it was in Indianapolis, and I did three and f- three, four and five, and then I didn't go again until 2017. So I did 17 and 19 most recently. Nice. What uh, you have like a favorite memory from any of these? Um, so I my last one, um. I kind of was like a little mini celebrity towards the end. It was kind of cool. Um, I decided, so I, a little bit of background. I'm actually working on a Rebels uh, tattoo sleeve, half sleeve. Oh, fuck so, yeah. So, you know, I've, I actually met the artist before the convention. Um, like we had talked and then I met him at the convention, got my first piece with him. And now he is the one doing the, he's doing the whole sleeve. So every time I go to something that he's at, I get a piece done. Uh, I happen to be at, I decided I wanted to meet the cast from Rebels and get autographs. So that was one of my goals. So I started setting up, paying for all my autographs. And I got to meet like Freddie Prince Jr., a bunch of other characters. And so my favorite character from the show is Sabine. And I already have a Sabine tattoo. So when I met the voice actress, you know, I, I you know, told her a big fan, and I said, listen, I, I wonder if you'd do me this favor. I wonder if you would sign my arm for me, and I want to get it tattooed. And she was just kind of, like, blown away. She was like, oh, my God. And so it turned into, like, the other members of the cast wanting to see the tattoo, where it was going. They'll, like, keep us updated the next time you get, a, you know, part of it done. And so I was kind of like, oh, this is, this is really cool. So then I ended up at a uh, at one of the panels, and it was actually held in a uh, like a like a basketball arena. So you can imagine there's about four thousand people at this thing. Yeah, and I'm close to the front, and they're they're before the event, they're doing some interviews to keep people um, busy. And so the guy says, you know, uh, we're looking for people who have things that you know bought things or got things here that you know would be really cool. So the guy behind me has this poster with about I don't know fifty, hundred signatures. I mean, the the thing is covered in signatures. And I said to the host, I can top that. And he goes, how, how can you top that? So I tell him the story. And he's like, well, we have to see this thing. So I pull it up. They put me on the Jumbotron. <laughs> and so now there is a crowd of 4,000 people freaking out, screaming, like loving the idea. So when it's over, I'm like, okay, I'm figuring that's the end of it, right? Next day, I'm in line to get into the, uh, to get into the, the convention. And I'm talking to somebody. And I was like, yeah, I had a crazy moment at the, at the thing yesterday. 
And the guy's like, oh, my God, you're that guy. Next thing I know, there's people taking pictures with me. That's fucking awesome. And I'm like, so it went from, like, just kind of, like, a cool little story, like, between, like, the people that were on the show being like, oh, this guy has a tattoo. It's kind of cool. To, like, being on a Jumbotron and being stopped and, like, asked if, like, people can take pictures with me. So it was just completely like insane. That that was probably my my favorite uh, my favorite celebration as a whole. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's fucking kind of bonkers. So it where locked. it was like where, something that like I can't even imagine happening again. So have you had other anyone else sign your arm too or no? No, just I would probably keep it just to that one. Um, yeah, because I, I, if I was gonna do that, I would have had to you know space it out differently. But yeah, yeah no, it was kind of like a almost a spur of the moment kind of thing. So that's why I think that one would probably be best just to keep it at that. And, yeah. No, I mean, know. it's your favorite character, too, so. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking badass. All right, Dom, where's your fucking Star Wars ink? What the fuck? I'm working on it. Are you? <laughs> Are you? Is your next tat a Star Wars tat? Mm, might be. It's. I mean, the next one's not, but. Do you have a next one already planned? Yeah. Secrets. Look at this. Well, he's, Mike, what... he's, so, he's so forthcoming. Mike, what's yeah, your I next mean, tattoo? I mean, the next, the next one's planned. So. Mike? Uh, my next tattoo is just going to be a, a tattoo of Dom with all his tattoos. So I can't do mine until he's finished with his. It'll be, a, it'll be a tattoo of tattoo with the band tattoo. Yes! On the planet Tatooine. Sure. Oh, you, you ruined it, Mike. I like it. Nice job. No, I had to tie it back into Star Wars because you were getting way off base with this whole tattoo thing. I mean, is it really off base? Because Jay has a fucking Jay has a tattoo, <laughs> a very yeah, well, elaborate Star Wars tattoo, and, and then Dom has not one. Yeah, and that's why I was like, yeah, it won't be my next one. And you're like, well, good, good secrets. Yeah, well, it's not Star Wars, so when yeah, it relates, to, it when is. it relates, when it relates to the episode, I'll bring it up. <laughs> All right. So what what episode do we have to play next up? I, I don't know. <laughs> It's a Fraggle Rock episode, Mike. Start watching. Brian really wants Fraggle to know about Rock's this tattoo. Fraggle Rock's getting a reboot. Fraggle Rock's yep. getting a reboot. I did Ooh. hear that. Listen, I'm a yeah. fan of Fraggle Rock. I'm a fan yep. of Muppets. I think I think uh, Yoda is pretty amazing. I like Fraggle the practical Rock, effects of Star Wars. Muppets. There we go. Back to back to Yoda. <laughs> Do Not it for true. Chewie and the Ewoks and all the and other Muppets. All the other Muppets. <laughs> Is there is there a way for me to actually watch the uh, Star Wars Christmas special? Because I've never seen it. I think it it is on YouTube and like no one's done anything about taking it down because yeah, they don't want anything to do because because nobody knows who owns it and nobody wants to admit to owning it. Yeah, is it is it worth awful. watching for any reason? Yeah, Life Day. Yeah, you get Life Day. You get a little Boba Fett action. I you know. And also, then it gets weird and it gets animated for a while. It's like I don't, I don't know. What, what did they do it for? It was on TV, right? It wasn't like a thing in theaters. For Christmas. Yeah, it was only on TV. They were trying to capitalize on the popularity at the time, and I think it had to do with because they it, originally they they really didn't. The only real merchandising for it was the toys, and so they I think they figured you know well we need something to fill the gap. We we want to capitalize on this, and so they. They put it together, and I. It's funny because I don't even think. I think it was. It's funny because Mark Hamill talked about it at one point, and he was like, he was like, I got bamboozled into it, kind of like, you're gonna do this thing, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I mean, the only thing I know from the Star Wars Christmas special is that uh, that meme of like young Chewie or Chewie's kid or something smiling. Yeah. yeah. Is it Chewie's kid? I don't know if it's Chewie's kid. That's a really good question. It's also not a Christmas special. It's a holiday it, special. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I yeah. apologize. Because they celebrate Life Day. It's when the Ewoks bone. Uh, not the Ewoks. The Wookiees. Wookies, Ewoks? Yeah. I can't remember who. No, no you're right. What, yeah. Is that what Life Day is? Is that what it is? I think essentially that's what it it, it boils down to. It's like a mating festival? I, I believe so. I, I might be misremembering things, but I feel like, why would I want to leave that in my head if it wasn't true? I don't, I don't know, Mike. Even if you're creating it, I, I'm going to go with it. I might just start telling people that in general. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Mike, you omit pretty much everything out of your brain. The fact that you kept that one thing is a little, a little disturbing. I, I feel like it was important information because, you know, Someday someone like you is going to ask, like, what is Life Day? I'm like, well, it's about uh, that species getting it on. I forgot to ask, what are midichlorians anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Dom, Uh... Dom, but what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? I was was waiting waiting for someone to bring that one in. Um, Life Day is the commemoration of the life renewal. It's the remembrance of deceased individuals and honoring of one's family and friends. So it's like the Day of so the Dead. Right? Nothing to do with boning. Yes. Right? It is actually very similar to the Day of the Dead. And a lot less like uh, Christmas. Yes. Interesting. Very confusing holiday. So since at heart the show is usually about video games, I figured with a wealth of video games based in the Star Wars universe, which I'm assuming at this point the only canon one is Fallen Order. I, that's tough. I think so. That is tough because, yeah, is, I, I think that it's the only one that's officially canon. Is Galaxy yeah. of Heroes a story-based game, or is it just like I don't know what no, Galaxy? It's not. No, it, it's okay. it's not. It's it's the concept of the game is that you are playing at a hollow table and you are using like oh, cards okay. Okay. of yeah holograms of heroes. So yeah, um, so I actually no, I, that's incorrect. Uh, Battlefront Two. The the campaign Battle is canon. Two, yes, Battlefront oh, yeah. Two is yep. canon. Um, and at least pieces of Knights of the Old Republic are canon now. Like True. it wasn't. It was made not canon, and now it has become canon. I mean, it was made. Uh, when or I guess it was part... made canon, and then it was declared not canon, and now it is back to being partially canon. No, 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 no. So. The Sith fleet from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, all of the legions are based on former Sith masters, and one of them is named the Revan Fleet or the Revan Legion, thus making Revan a uh, canon okay. character. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So, with all that being said, canon or not, because clearly the the it, it's very blurred. Yes. Yeah. Mm. There's many more games that take place outside of the canon situation. Do you guys have like fond Star Wars gaming memories or games that you like that are Star Wars based that are worth talking about? Or um, one of my favorites. It's a flight simulator. It's a, it's called Tie Fighter, and you 
uh, it, the story is sort of um, uh, that somebody's creating this um, this ship called the Tide Defender, and it's sort of this elite uh, starfighter that rivals, or might even be better than, like the X Wing and the A Wing. It's kind of like the best of both worlds. It's it's you know, and the story actually includes Ron as a uh, he's not an admiral at that point, so it's very. It was really cool to play the game and see him not in that role yet. But the game was really cool at the time. It was like a really cool uh, flight simulator, and there was a trilogy of those games. And I, I want to say the Tie Fighter is probably rated one of the probably the best out of the three. Interesting. I've never I have never played that. Um, lots what about of you? polygons. Lots of polygons. Lots of oh. polygons. So I I went back because I was looking through and I was like I mean there's definitely some Star Wars games that that I have fond memories of and I was watching a YouTube video on one in particular that until I watched this YouTube video I was like no I loved that game growing up and I haven't played it so I I'm sure it's garbage now but I watched a YouTube video of it because I was like I haven't played this in in a very long time like I I would argue probably you know 20 years if not. Uh, maybe a little bit less, maybe like, I don't know, at least 15 years. Shadows of the Empire, the Nintendo 64. Yep. I don't know if anyone else had played that game. Yes. Yes. Uh, I remember loving it as a kid, watching this YouTube video. There's no fucking way this game is any good. Um, no. I also could have sworn that you played this game as Han Solo, and apparently you play as Dash Rendar. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's, 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 that is, yes. He is, yeah. He is a a mock of Han Solo. They, they is, actually did it on purpose. They made it, him yeah. sort of a clone, almost of like Han Solo. And they said that they and they, yep, Dash that, Rendar now canon. That's not true. <laughs> we Wait, don't know was, that. What was the thing that we were just reading? Yeah, no, it was that he was in. So he was in Shadows of the Empire. So uh, no, no, no. Oh, Shizor? Recently. He, yeah, he was in an episode of Clone Wars. No, and Dash so, Rendar was also in something recently. Oh, Let's see. I'm going to Google Dash Rendar and see what shows up. You are correct. I forgot about He was that. in a book, I believe. Yeah, they mentioned him in a book. Tales from Vandor? Yep. Tales from Vandor. There it is. Uh, he's also in Disney Infinity. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Watching the YouTube video of like a long play of that game, I was like, this game is really fucking bad, but I played this game a lot. I mean, you start off in the Battle of Hoth, and I like, I don't know, I, Empire has a, a impact on my life. So the Battle of Hoth is pretty badass. I don't know how that game is, though. Um, and then I, I think probably my favorite Star Wars game besides KOTOR, because KOTOR I have a love-hate thing with. I loved that game. I played so much of it, but I never finished it. Um, so I like, I don't know. I, I want to go back and play it at some point, but I, I have a feeling it hasn't aged well either. Um, I believe that they are on the Xbox and PlayStation stores now. I think you can download it. I may have actually already downloaded it. It might be on my Xbox. Uh, there's also ports to iOS, so you can download it on your iPhone or iPad. Yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't want to play it touch controls. Um, <laughs> But Rogue Squadron and Rogue yep. Leader, yep. those are probably my 
might be my favorite. Those games are fucking phenomenal. And I yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know about Rogue Squadron for the N64, but Rogue Leader for GameCube, I feel like that would probably still hold up pretty well. Yeah, I I I have that. That's a that's a, that was a good game. Yeah. I mean, though and I mean, the weird thing for those is they were Nintendo exclusives, which is kind of odd. Um yeah. they may have had PC ports, but for consoles at least they were exclusive to those. I don't know about Either of you, if either of you have any like fond Star Wars gaming, you didn't bring up Force Unleashed, correct? So I never really played Force Unleashed. Good story. Was that it? it Is a good story. Was that a canon story at the time? I mean, at at the time, everything was a canon story. Yeah. Oh, was 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 it just the Wild West back then? Yeah, it was kind of like you write in and they approve that you can use the characters. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was weird because for a while that's how it was. And then they tried to wrangle it back in and kind of make everything sync together. And there was so many plot holes at that point, so many things that didn't line up right. that It was really, really difficult for them to do that. And I, I kind of, I, that's one of the reasons why I bought Disney or why I wanted to see Disney have their shot at it because it it was so convoluted that it would be hard for them to tell their own story um without stepping on a lot of toes. Yeah. Uh so Force Unleashed for you, Dom? Uh Force Unleashed was a good story. Um growing up I played a PC game called Yoda Stories. It was <laughs> literally just doing errands for Yoda as Luke. But it was fun. It was literally just like a uh, overhead, like you walk through. It It was like an overhead, like Zelda style dungeon kind of game. Yep. But you you were Luke doing errands for Yoda. Interesting. Yeah, I just pulled up a picture. Yep. Um. And then I I remember loving Pod Racer, so I am very excited for that to come to the Switch next week two weeks uh definitely soon i don't remember may, loving may it. 17th i don't remember loving it i, I never i remember i, I remember I never enjoying it. it there was and, a pot i don't and think to it be was fair a... i think i played it for game boy advance and not like console so that okay. may be more of so i don't think it was the same game but there was a also a pod racing game in the arcade and again, don't know if it was actually a good game, but I did like yeah. that you could have the two handles and fucking move them around. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Um, the only Star Wars game I remember playing was Force Unleashed. So there's that. Mike, you did didn't you play any it? N64 ones? I think I owned Pod Racer, but I don't think I played it much. I think I just had it. Okay. Because I don't think it was a good game. I think I think you're in for a rude awakening, Tom. Oh, I'm sure I am, but I, I'm just excited to play as Sebulba. I always <laughs> I always wanted to play Jedi Academy, but I never played it. Yeah, I gotta I wanna start. Or Jedi Outcast? From, what is it called? Yeah. Jedi Outcast? It doesn't matter. There it's a series of games anyways. Yeah. Jedi I, I believe the overarching title is Jedi Knight. Yes, it is, yes. Yes. And then it's Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy. I forget what the other one is. Jedi but anyways, Outcast. I want to start those from the beginning. I don't think and those games I don't know that it's possible. I you can at least get one of them on the Switch. I don't 
I think it's O-Cast. Academy. 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 Then Ocast might also be on there too. Yes, they both are actually. Yes, for sure. Um, I was gonna pick up one of them. Just came out recently. Is it Ocast? Uh, Academy is the newest one that came to Switch, I believe. Okay. Um, not. I know that you're a fan of physical copies. Um, Limited Run is actually doing uh, a physical copy of. You can buy them individually, or you can buy them as like a bundle. That's kind of badass. Oh, I just pulled it yeah. up. There's actually a bunch of really cool uh, packaging that they are doing for the Star Wars games. Jesus, yeah, there's a yeah. fucking shit ton of them. The one that's that's packaged, oh, it's a PC though, but the one that's packaged yeah, the like PCs a toy. That, yeah, they're packaged with the uh, the Vader, the green card. Yeah, it's pretty What awesome. series was that, Jay? Oh, Vader that's Space uh, with the green card. Yeah, Power of the Force, maybe? Sounds yeah, like Power of the Force sounds right, yep. That's but yeah, it's, it's the PC game on that card. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Interesting. Well, before nice we wrap... Pl- nice little plug for uh, limited run games there. Limited run games. <laughs> before we wrap things up, we should probably at least talk a little bit about Empire specifically, since it is the 40th anniversary this year, coming up in a and few it's weeks. On, and it's been running on my TV for the last hour and a half. Yeah. Ooh, what part are you at? Hour and a half? So you must... You're definitely on Cloud City. I That's they literally right. just landed. Lobot Lobot's just <laughs> Lobot's just standing there staring. Oh, um, no, for me, for me Hans and Carbonite. What'd you say? Spoilers. Hans already in Carbonite for me. Mike, what'd you say? With his ice cream mi- mixer? Uh no, that's um Will Row Hood. Will Row Hood. Uh-huh. So a funny Because fact e- because that... every character in Star Wars needs a fucking name. Even exactly. even the guy that's running by in the background. You know, they actually. What's funny is they actually have at the celebrations they have a running of the Wilrow Hoods. There are people that cosplay as him, and they they just have a they have a hallway that they let them run down. Listen, say what you will. That's that's <laughs> smart background marketing that they name yeah. every character because they can make toys and people can cosplay. Think about it. Yeah, and and then and then. 39 years later, they can fucking give you an explanation of what the ice cream maker is. Yep. I mean, how can you not love the fact that I could walk into a store and find a, an action figure of Chancellor Valorum with a ceremonial staff? Is, which is a legitimate thing I've seen. That is a, an actual thing that has happened oh, recently. That is a toy that Mike owns. It's in pristine condition. I mean, it's good a condition you can get for a chance that was voted... Uh, no competence. No, kicked him yeah, out. No competence. So, The Empire Strikes Back released on May 21st, 1980, with a budget of 18 million, which was completely funded by George Lucas himself. Yeah. Um, the movie made over 400 million worldwide and adjusted for inflation, it sits number 13th overall, just shy of a billion. Um, I don't know how much you guys know about like the making of Empire and like what Lucas did, like funded his own money among other things to like get this movie made. Are you guys like familiar with that story or no? If you're uh, looking for a good background on the making of this film, Empire of Dreams. Yes. Pretty fantastic. Also available it's on Disney Plus? On Disney Plus. 
Yep. It is. Nice, nice little uh, shout out nice to little, Disney Plus. Nice if, little plug. If limited run games or Disney Plus wants to uh, sponsor us, yeah, throw some credits this way. Throw them right over. Buy us a couple of death sticks. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Look at this guy over here. Using um, all sorts of Star Wars lingos. <laughs> what I when I was pulling up the numbers for Empire, what I did find very interesting is that with the original trilogy in like release order, the money they made in the box office decreased each time, which I thought was very weird. I don't know yeah, if that's like I mean, a typical trend for sequels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That would be more math and more uh, background I, that I want to do. Uh, I, th- I thought it was very odd. Um, I, I would have to think that, after, especially after uh, the initial release of Star Wars, you probably saw a lot more focus on sci-fi. Um, so there was content available. I think when Star Wars first came out, it was such a bizarre concept uh, to see on the big screen that, uh, you know, it, it drew people, you know, 10 times they would see the movie, you know, and I think Empire, maybe, you know, you got to see it once or twice and you were like, all right, that's cool. But you didn't really have to go back for that, the rest of it, because there was other content at that point. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, the same thing did happen with the current trilogy, A New Hope, which sits at number two, I think, uh, all time. The sequels also mm-hmm. made less money. You said the current trilogy, and then you said A New Hope, so I'm so, so confused. Force now. Awakens and A New Hope are essentially the same movie. That's where my brain went. Um <laughs> But yes, Force Awakens uh, is like number two, I think, all time when I looked earlier. And the other two, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, both are behind each other and obviously behind Force Awakens. So maybe that's just the trend with trilogies? I don't know. I didn't look into it much further. But back to Empire, more specifically, where do you guys sit with this film like there are certain things about this movie that make it special for you or do you not like this movie for any reason mike i don't know why you're singling me out what did i do i'm just asking i don't know there were a lot more snakes in this film than i remember Too many snakes. <laughs> yes there are yeah snakes everywhere in that movie yeah i think just in in general in the galaxy it's easier to evolve into a thing with no legs or a thing I, with a lot of legs, I guess. I think the thing I know that I hadn't picked up before was that there was a snake in Yoda's hut. It's just on his table, like in. in oh Hulk, yeah. And Luke has to kind of like throw it out of the way, and I'm like, what? why? So it was just Luke was just pulling snakes out of the engine of the of the yes, yes. of his X-wing. Yes. So it's funny that we're talking about this right now because. I also today rewatching the movie noticed how many snakes there were. And now it all makes sense when I looked at remember how I, the other day I sent you the picture of that like 40th anniversary Empire book dump? Yep. So they're also doing a 40th anniversary Empire line of toys. Yes. Uh, well, those are so those are the original toys. And yes, Yoda does have a snake around his neck. He has a fucking neck. snake around his neck. Yep. 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 yep he does. I was and so I actually, was so I think confused. 
I'm pretty sure the original toy there are Yoda has different color snakes depending on what run you get. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Um but when I when I initially saw that toy, I was so confused. Like, why does Yoda have a snake? And now <laughs> it's because fucking Dagobah apparently infested with snakes. Yep. Like, how can we make this place look like an alien swamp? I don't know, but I've got all these snakes. And and and, and iguana. And yes. iguana. Well, one, the iguana it's nineteen seventy seven. I was gonna ask questions. I was gonna but think, it, oh, nobody space knew iguana. what that was back then. They were like, yeah. Oh my god, look at that thing. But was it really an iguana? There, because I mean, was Vader actually there? Who knows? I'd have to I go mean, back. to be fair, the I'd iguana was crawling out of the, the novelization. The iguana was crawling out of the hole, so I, I imagine that it was not part of the temple. But mm. I mean, I see where you're coming from. Now, I think I think we've already kind of. I was gonna say, where does Empire fall for us in the original trilogy? But since three of us said Return is. Pr- potentially our favorite movie um mike is empire up there for you is it your favorite film i don't even remember what you said at the beginning of the episode i'm not gonna lie i don't realize that either it doesn't fucking mike, matter mike just tell tell him it's your favorite because it has a little low bot yeah do you love that low bot <laughs> do you have a favorite scene from empire any of you yeah it's the one with low bot <laughs> uh for me, anytime I can get a frosted chewy, I'm down. Okay. I mean, that's, that's also good. that's also something that that Mike does. To, I can't say what he does, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care to even try and follow up with whatever stupid thing you're talking about. Uh, I did enjoy watching C3PO get broken to pieces, and like no one really caring about that. Nope. Yep. I I was th- no Chewbacca cared. Chewbacca picked him up because yeah. Chewbacca was, was like. Chewbacca was like their pack mule for some reason, but it's like, all right, I guess I'll carry this around. I mean, um, let's face it, that was like that was like learning a trade in prison, you know? He was like, ah, boy, I'll put C-3PO back together, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know. There's there's a lot that I like in this movie. You know what scene I do not like? I don't like when he cuts open the Tauntaun. I just, I don't need that, like, weird maggot-looking intestines popping up my face. I find it weird that there are moments in Star Wars like that where there's, like, other times it's, like, very, the violence, like, you don't see, like, blood or guts or bullets. It's very clinical or, and, like, it's, yeah. It's like Yeah, this. it's very clean. And then all of a sudden they throw in, like, some scene where you're like, okay. Like, uh, you know, when, uh, uh, when the, uh, what's-his-face gets his arm cut off in the cantina, you know? Uh, yeah. Wanda Baba. And you're Wanda just like, Baba, yeah. wow, look at, look at that, huh? Just blood on the ground, like. Very weird to see stuff like that and stuff. Yeah. Don't really no reason for him to have done it either. But we want no. kind of a dick there. <laughs> yes, he is. He's been living in a desert for like eighteen years. He's just old and tired and cranky. And uh, he did he did have to cut up his uh, best friend. So if you I mean if you ever get to watch the uh, the robot chicken version of that, it is absolutely hysterical. Because it, it makes it out like they give you the background of the character, Ponda Baba, in their world. And he's like, he's just going along and Dr. Azavan like, pulls him, like, he was like, hey, come with me. We're going to go to the bar. And he's like, no, I'm working. <laughs> so he like, yeah. gets his arm cut off. Like, and he's, he's like, sorry, he's like, sorry I, my friend, my friend's <laughs> drunk. He's, he's having a rough time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the one language that no one understands. So <laughs> That's pretty great. Robot Chicken has a lot of good Star Wars sketches. Yes. 
Um, I will say that regardless, I think that the original, I already said this, the original trilogy, like lightsaber scenes are kind of whatever, but especially for some reason in empire, when Vader, like I would argue Vader is like one of the best villains of all time in anything. Like he's very iconic. He's very like menacing without having to do anything. Yes. Well, when he Which, swings a lightsaber, it's so like it makes him look stiff. like the weakest person. Yes, stiff. Stiff is correct. Correct. It's. I mean, it's because it's because of his suit. But I, yeah, I do I know it. exactly what you're talking about. But it's just like yeah. I don't know. Like when he's just sitting there, not doing anything, choking someone out. Okay, badass. But let me swing a lightsaber. I look like a fucking buffoon. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think, uh, yeah, he. I think that's that was probably the best part of Rogue One is that. You get to see how absolutely terrifying yes. this, you know. Yes, that that right there, that scene is one of the best lightsaber scenes in all of Star Wars. It's <laughs> and, so good. I mean, those troopers, and if you I mean, rewatch just, it, if you rewatch it, he's not doing a lot of movement. He's still pretty stiff. Yeah, you look. I don't care. It looks badass to me. I mean, it looks much more fluid because it's fucking thirty years later. But <laughs> yeah, and I get that part of it. But like, I, I don't know. Rewatching it today, I was just like. Oh my God, Vader, no. you're a fucking badass. What is this shit? Just throw him with your fucking force, fucking shit. Like, what are you doing? I mean, it's it's fucking so Batman. I... It begins costume to uh, Dark Knight costume. Yeah, I, I think I also think though too is what they'll say now. People will go back and they'll say, "Well, you know, after seeing what happened to Anakin, you know, he lost pretty much. He loses all his limbs, right, except one arm." Loses both uh, legs. Yes. One of the arms. Yes, he, yeah. crawl, so he crawls it, it, with one of the arms. Where Obi-Wan says, you know, he's more machine now than man. So he's not going to have as much power over the force as he did. And, you know, that, that can, that can, that's something that people will point to. Use as a, yeah, he lost a lot a of the blood that has his metachlorians you know, in it. But, yeah. 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 I mean, so it's great. Wait, that's fine. Mike, I forgot to ask But when I watch it, I still don't watch it. Like, you know. Yeah. Um. It, it kind of on that same vein is like when Luke decides to fall, like I don't know, yes. a bajillion yes. a fucking feet, <laughs> like, yes. and he just he he is not harmed in any way and just like slides down, like whoops, like what? This is the yeah, weirdest. Like, I wonder what's running through his mind at that point. Like, is that like he's like, oh, I can escape this way, or is he like? Yeah, I give up and I want to die. But then he goes, like, he falls. He's like, oh, I'm alive, but now I'm hanging from this thing. But I, so I still want to live. Like, at that point, if you were going to fall off of that tower and fall all the way, which you're assuming to your death, why would you then hold on outside? Wouldn't you just be like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's so weird to me. I don't know. It's just... I haven't ever tried jumping off a building before, but if you jump off, typically you get, like, that moment where you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe this was not the best idea. Yeah, like you if you had a second chance. On an awning and your life was saved, would you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like, you try it again so that you could actually accomplish what you were trying to accomplish? Probably. Yeah. I think I'm gonna try and come up with an excuse for Luke here, and it's like, all right, I've clearly lost this battle. I give up, and my only option is to die. So he falls off, and then he ends up not dying. It's like, oh wait, I can survive this. Plan B, Leia. Come get me. There you go. And that worked for him somehow. You know, the Force. Metachlorians. Yeah. Force action. They, they were speaking to him. It was Maybe. the wills. Um, 
when when he leaves Dagobah and Yoda says to Ben, "No, there's another." Is he referring to Leia? Yes. No, he's referring to Ezra. Oh, don't do that to me. No, so no, he's yeah, referring to Leia. There's a there's a really good um there's a book that they came out with that I, I I'm really glad is an actual canon book. It's called From a Certain Point of View, and it has all these short stories about different characters and one of the things that he has is a, one of the stories they have is about Yoda talking about you know uh when the children become of age who who should be trained and Yoda thinks from the beginning that Luke is the wrong one to train that they should have trained Leia that she's more mature she would have handled things better and that she would have actually been the better Jedi and Obi-Wan I mean, and her name wasn't Skywalker and she wasn't living in his old farm this is true. This is true. To to be fair, if you if I mean movie wise, if you look at the the arcs of those two characters, Leia's way more badass. Yeah. She's a fucking general. Like she she's clearly just a like stronger person in general. Yeah. Uh where Luke is, I don't know, he's got that typical fucking Skywalker fucking baby boy shit. The yeah. same thing Anakin has, the same thing fucking Kylo has, just baby boy syndrome. Whiners. Yeah, definitely whiny. They're very whiny. You know the other thing about Star Wars? They give um, little people a lot of work. They do. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Oh, Luke just lost his hand. He's about to fall. Do they he's ever... all right, you see? Because he cut off his left hand. He's all right. Do they ever explain... Is there ever a reasoning as to why at the end of Empire they give him a robot hand that looks like a real hand, but then in the current trilogy he decides to have a robot hand? Is there ever a reason for that? Uh, you know, I don't think I ever remember... You know, it's going to make me go back because there's a book that tells you a little bit about Luke's adventures, sort of. It's not really adventures, just how he ends up on on Arc Two. Um, Are we going to talk about C three PO's red arm? Well, that does get explained in a comic book, doesn't it? it oh, does. No, it gets explained, it explained in a Lego first. Star Wars game. That's right. It was first in a Lego <laughs> Star Wars game, and I was it was going to yep. say when we we're talking about games, that was one of my that game is awesome. Actually, it, I it, I will say that the Lego Star Wars games are fantastic. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Like, I love that game because I think it's that one. There's one of them at the end. You get to fly around as either either Death Star and you get to destroy planets. It's awesome. <laughs> the fucking the fucking Ugnaughts are so scary looking. Yes. Are... And they don't look and they don't look anything like uh, what's his face. Uh, the guy from Mandalorian. Yeah. I I, I meant to I, bring I that up. And you answered the question for me. I was when I was rewatching. I was like, is that the race of the guy from the mandalorian it is the i have spoken guy yeah and and the trandoshans are the same race as bosk and they also don't look the same right i mean no they kind of look the same in empire Wait, they'll show up a few more times before the movie's over uh you'll get a better look at them are who, you where, where are you the in the fire or... in, the, in the junkyard place right now uh, who are you talking about the uh, Bosk or the Ugnots? No, talk about the Ugnots. Ugnots. Where uh, are you in the uh, movie right now? Is Chewie downstairs trying to get C-3PO? No, they're pushing uh, Han out of the building. 
Anyway, he's already in carbonite. It, it's uh, not. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's really not. Uh, you get some you get some shooty scenes with Boba Fett right now. Get okay. some 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 Boba Fett action. I, I don't know how Disney doesn't have a like Luke's free fall ride where they just drop you <laughs> off something and then you go down a slide and you know what I mean into like a ball like it's like a pit of balls or something you know It'd be awesome. That actually does sound great. Oh, see, Mike's on board. Just screw it. T- tear down whatever they're building in Disney right now in Florida. And That's just it. add that. Oh, we got some more Lobot action. Oh. I didn't know Dom was a big Lobot guy. Well, now you he do. Is, he is one of the biggest wastes of a character. Yeah. And that's why he is Dom's next Star Wars tattoo. Not his next tattoo, <laughs> but his next Star Wars tattoo. It's yeah. not even going to be Lobot. It's just going to be the cybernetic implants. Yep, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Is he just like Lando's like assistant? I don't... Bitch? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Mm. Yep, he is. I don't know. Did you know that... Uh... And he stays on Cloud City afterwards. Yes, he does. And He's Cloud not allowed the Falcon. To, he would. He would. Cloud City he falls would, to pieces. He would. Uh, he would clash with Lando's previous assistant, who is on the Falcon. Correct. Can't have two of those. L three was super sassy. Um, Lobot never speaks, right? No. Nope. I not mean, in the movie. Not. Not audibly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do any of you know what Yoda's? Original name was supposed to be. I know. I I don't know. When I was looking up stuff earlier for Empire, I stumbled across like some concept stuff, and apparently Yoda's original name was was Bundan Debanan, and his his nickname on the movie would have been Buffy. Hmm. Yikes! Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I came across a bunch of like uh, early Empire things from from lucas and i was like looking through it all and i was like some of this is garbage like concept art for like the tauntauns just like i don't know all all this interesting stuff and i the yoda thing like stuck out to me i was like this is an interesting name the interesting thing with star wars concept art is to pay close attention to it because it tends to come back yes it, they make reference to it later on. Like they'll usually, they usually like use them as background characters or something like that. Background <laughs> characters who also get names and they do backstories. Yeah. Or yeah, well, in the case Lobot of, was actually supposed to be uh, Luke's star killer. He was supposed. To, he was actually supposed to be the main character. Um, the case of Chewbacca's concept art. Uh, he actually became one of the main characters of Rebels. Huh. Interesting. Um, I mean, I feel like we've been talking for a long time about Star Wars. This is probably a good a time as ever to wrap things up, unless anyone else has anything they want to add about Star Wars. Yeah, Ben Quadraneros was robbed during the pod race, and I think he deserved better. Which one was he? He was the one that did not start the race. He did. Yeah, he was. Oh, him yeah. and Anakin yes. did start. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then his pod, his pod racer blew up. I don't care what universe you're from, that has got to hurt. <laughs> I am Greg sad Proops. that it no one. Yeah. 
I'm sad that no one brought up Grievous. Grievous gets he. If you want, if you want good Grievous action, you got to watch the Jendi Tartovsky. Yes, yes. Grievous was too cool of a character to to create on cinema screen. Yeah, he's got a lot of arms. He's a lot, got of lights. a lot of arms, a lot of lightsabers. General Kenobi. Hello there. Yeah, uh, that's all we got. Him and Darth Maul are wasted characters. I know Maul also shows up in these other shows. Maul, Maul is oh. getting his. Uh, Maul he's is getting, getting his, his just sues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, really turning sure. out to be a great character. Honestly, the end of Solo when Maul shows up, I was like, please give me a sequel and make Maul a big part of it because I want to see more of this. Well, let's then watch. Then, then there you go. Watch Clone Wars. Watch Clone Wars because they stop. You'll get you'll get the pre portion of that. <sighs> How many seasons is Clone Wars? Seven. We're on seven. Yeah. Ugh. All right. That's a lot. I Mike, used to I'll... the gym though, so I mean, you know. Yeah, I can I can throw it on and bang it out. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, episode one ninety six of the Pass Control Podcast. As always. Uh, well, I'm confused now. Okay. Uh, go on. You you finish your thing. <laughs> Sure. As always. <laughs> you can... Are you confused by the numbering? Yes. Yes, Mike, because yeah. this is going to come out after. Okay. This is going to come out on Monday. And, okay. And that, was gonna, what I was, that was what I was like here. I was just making sure that you had one in between. Yes. Well, we okay. will have one this weekend. Well, no, no, no. I was making sure that you left the number in between. Yes. I guess. Yes, I did. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Is that why Mike was confused? Yeah. I wasn't Mike, listening. There's no but... fucking way that you pay attention to what episode we're on. <laughs> I was because I kept numbering the my audio when I was recording stuff with the episode number. Okay. I am like floored that you were gonna try to like if I made a mistake, try to save save the episode number and correct me. I'm like Oh, I don't think I was actually gonna save it. I think I was just gonna ridicule <laughs> you for messing it up. Alright, yeah. that that's that's just as good. As always, you can listen to all of our, you can find all of our content at pastthecontroller.io on Twitter and on Instagram at pastcontroller and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller. If you're a friend of the show, you're a fan of the show, you want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to follow us on social media, share the podcast so other people can listen to it, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen on iTunes, leaving us a review there is very, very beneficial. If you do have a few bucks to around, you can help support the show by going to patreon.com slash pastthecontroller or going to pastthecontroller.threadless.com and getting yourself some sick, sick swag. I know, uh, Dom, you are planning on launching some new content. I don't know if that's what we're going to mention here or not, but... Yeah, let's, let's, let's plug that. Let's sure. do that. Well, Dom... <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to do it for me. I didn't no. know I was going to have to do any work. Um, you can find me and Jason soon on Instagram at PTC underscore one little spark. You guys are going to be doing... Uh, we will some... be giving you all your, uh, all your Disney needs. Uh, of course, that will include Marvel. That will include Star Wars. That will include uh any any park stuff we may come across that that uh may tickle your fancy mm-hmm. 
I'm excited. I'm excited for some um, Disney-centric content. Yeah. In the meantime, I will uh, make sure that Brendan gets the link to the um, fan-made version of the Anakin, or rather Vader, um, Obi-Wan battle so that uh, people can enjoy that. Because Yes, I will share that. That is a, uh, that is a great video. Uh, so I was out of that. If if Jay, if you want to plug anything else or plug any personal social stuff, feel free to do that. You don't have to. Yeah, but, no, I don't have anything. Just want to say it was great to be aboard and look forward to you know sharing some content going forward. Yeah, no, I'm happy you came on. You have a, definitely have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Star Wars, and uh, I'm looking forward to to what you and Dom decide to dig into. I'm sure you know under the right circumstances you might find myself or Mike over your way. Lending yeah. our garbage opinions. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, anything you want to plug before we wrap things up? Uh, no. Mike, uh, do you want to plug your keyboard? Do you want to you want to try to get a sponsorship out of them? Yeah, what kind Ooh. of keyboard do I have? I know it's a Razer, but what was the model number? Let's take Razer a look scooter. Ah, oh, boy, I wish I still had my Razer. Actually, did, I don't think I ever it, heard actually. Hat. Actually, if if Razer scooter wants to give us any credit. <laughs> Mike, does uh, does Razer you're not a Chroma? Does Razer Scooter make electric scooters? They if they don't, they should. I'm sure they do, but I don't think they're like, you know, they're the not real the question. Ones... The real question is, does Razer Scooter make pod razors? Oh, because if they don't, then untapped market. Then boy, Razer Scooter, do I have an idea for you? I, you know, it's funny you say that because when where there was the uh, when I was a kid, it was the Star Wars pedal bike. Like that was a, it's the, a big thing now. Yeah, yep. like the speeder. Like why why isn't there more of that? I'm listen. I'm a fan of adult sized big wheels, and I don't mean like cool ones with rubber tires. I want like the big plastic wheel where I have to pedal a million times before I start going, and I want it my size. I'm a big guy. I want a big one. That's we, how do we how do we get this to happen? I don't know. I'll call Razor tomorrow. Well, I mean, Mike, you are our tech editor, so I uh, think if if Razor Scooter and or Razor uh, Electronic Keyboard Company people guys want to send team up together, if they want to send anything your way, right? To have a you know an in depth uh, review, of course, Mike Mike is that guy. So it is it is Razor Razor-er and Razor, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're they're different spellings. Yeah. Uh, and what about I... what about the Razor phone? How is that spelled? Uh, there's no, no there's no, no e. There's no yeah there's no vowel yeah. Uh -huh. It's got the a. Yep. No yeah you're right. Yeah. There's no second vowel. Yeah. I wonder if that's because of the other things existing that they had to spell it that way. I think they just thought they were cool. Yeah, I think that was like at the. That came out at the right time where like we were we were dropping that that last vowel to make things look cool. Does it look cool though? It did. Back then. I mean yeah. did it? Yes. I, I I know you're trying to make it sound like it's like disputable, but it's not. I don't know. I never had a razor mic and I was I know. cool. That that is debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have any of the cool phones, Mike. I didn't have a razor. I didn't have a sidekick. I didn't have any of the cool phones. No. 
You didn't. Did you, though? Uh, I had a Crazer, but that wasn't as cool. That was like, the one that came out after the Razor. Yeah, no one... Listen, Mike, people eat raisins. No one eats craisins. Ah, <laughs> uh, disputable. Craisins are delicious. <laughs> All right, I stand corrected. See, Mike, I can admit when I am wrong. You, on the other hand, <laughs> if I were lot, wrong, I'd admit it. Learn. A lot to learn over there. I was wrong, I'd admit it, but I wasn't, so I don't. I got another billion dollar idea. Okay. What about, what about crananas? Ooh, that sounds cran- absolutely disgusting, but I'm intrigued. Are these cranberry bananas? Would this be a way to save the banana crop? Because I've been here for years. Oh, no, yeah. Trouble. I guess, I guess, I don't know how I would, I'll have to come back to that. It would be Bonanzan. (laughs) Bonanzans? Bonanza? You want to bring back Bonanza? I forgot that the craw part of Crazen was cranberry and not the raisin part. (laughs) So, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to workshop this a little bit more. Cranberries? (laughs) Renanas. Yeah, we got Renanas. It's banana and and raisin. Where does the crust <laughs> come from? Like, I don't know if I like the combination of cranberry and banana, but 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 Asian, but Asian. Does that sound right? No, uh, no. It's we'll, we'll get back. We'll get back to the Moidians. Yes, I, I was I was thinking that. We might have to. We might like legitimately just have to pivot away from the portmanteau of the name and like just make the product and hope people no, that, like. That's the most. That's the most important part. Oh, all right. Well, I don't know, because you could you could serve it to people and say, well, you know, what would you call this? <laughs> what would you call this? <laughs> I call this disgusting trash. Or maybe. Very, like, 60s, 70s, like, marketing. Like, all right, what do you think about this? Cool, we're going to use that. Hear me out, though. Hear me out. What is the stronger part of the marketing? What do people think of? When you hear crazen, you think about a specific thing. So if you hear cranana, I think you'd think of a specific thing. I think you would too. I think you would think, wow, that's a that's an odd combination. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in uh, Breaking Bad when that they spent like the whole like first ten minutes of the guy inventing French? <laughs> I I actually forgot that existed, but but now I do. Uh, French me up, Rotendo. <laughs> We should we should end this episode. Yeah, we should probably end this episode. Or or think about it. Third third show where we just spitball great billion dollar ideas, and we call it we call it the past the controller uh, the crowdcast. Yeah. All right. Now now we definitely need to end the episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening.